kind of like, ah, oh, maybe we're not the best people to do this kind of thing. <laughs> like if I was an artist, do I have to be able to produce, mass produce my items? Also, that was the moment that I realized that social media actually something comes out of it. <laughs> what yeah. is your goal in, in all of this? Like, isn't yeah. it funny how when you say that, you almost feel like, I gotta downplay this. Like, I'm not allowed to make profit. It seems wrong. It feels wrong. But it's not. It you, can have, you can have a labor of love and also make money from so, it. Hey, everybody. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Jennifer Goulden of Entourage Media and Marketing. I have the pleasure of marketing some of my favorite companies in Waterloo Region and surrounding area and even into the States occasionally. I'm uh, definitely a self-confessed serial entrepreneur. So I've created four businesses in my life and some have just been a paycheck. Some have gone on to make millions in sales and I'm super proud of those. I'm actually super proud of all of them. Um, but the thing that I love most is the climb and, and uh, comparing stories with other entrepreneurs and finding out what they're doing and how they did it which led me to creating the Entrepreneur Life community here in Waterloo Region. Um, and today we are talking to a very cool, very local entrepreneur, um, Joyce of Quarterly, and that's uh, KW Orderly. Um, so, um, hi Joyce. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. I found you on Instagram originally. I saw one of your, your boxes go out. So for those of you who don't know, Quarterly is curated gift boxes. So we are a local subscription box um, that makes it easy to support and discover local. So every season we put out a curated themed box um, our themes vary from season to season, and um, we try to put um, locally sourced products in every box, and that could be products from local vendors, it could be um, highlighting local businesses, um, and it's 100% locally sourced uh, right here in Waterloo Region. That's amazing. Now, what made you even think to do something like this? Uh, Quarterly had a funny kind of journey. It didn't start off like the idea kind of came through from a different idea. Um, a, f a couple of friends of mine were talking about opening up a brick and mortar store. And um, it was for something completely different, but still kind of had like a local vibe to it. Uh, but then that kind of fell through as like things kind of happen when you start researching and then you're kind of like, ah, oh, maybe we're not the best people to do this kind of thing. <laughs> um, and then from that idea, it kind of like birthed this, like, what if I made a subscription box with like a local, um, like a hundred percent local kind of uh, theme around it. And then it kind of just kind of grew from there. And yeah, now we have quarterly. So is it run just by you or is it run by you and the friends that you're talking about? Uh, it is just me, but I consider them to be my, um, I don't know. Your sounding board? Kind of, yeah. Like yeah. I like to toss ideas off of them and I definitely value their opinions when I need a, a second one. So yeah, it's all run by me, but I definitely take their wisdom from time to time on ideas and hey, would this look cool in a box? And yeah. So what would be an example of something that would come in a box? So you have a, you actually have a box that is, I'm just checking out your website here, mm -hmm. um, which is for those of you listening, K-W-A-R-T-R-E-R-L-Y, so quarterly.com. Um, and you've got 
uh, a whole list of kind of things that you can expect, but you also have a box coming out for fall, uh, September 22nd. And I know That's that right. they sell out just about every single time, which is amazing. You said <laughs> this is just your side hustle, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so they sell out. Yeah. It's the first boxes dinner sell out, but now we're starting to sell out. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, the, the things that you can expect from them really vary. So the thing about subscription boxes is that usually, you know, when people subscribe to these kinds of things, they always have like a theme, like you're subscribing to like a hair box or like a beard box or a dog box. And they all kind of... Yes, I get the bark box. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you're, you're always like expecting to get the same kind of theme or stuff that you're like subscribing to, right? But with quarterly, it's always different. But we try with every season to have like a theme so that the items in the box are kind of like harmonized together. And... Um, it's not just like a box of like random stuff. So our first box was last year in the summertime. And that theme was um, a call to adventure. And the theme on that one was encouraging people to like go outside and go explore Waterloo region, uh, go to some of the, the local parks that we have here. Uh, it came with like a little mini backpack. It came with some beeswax wraps uh, with the goal of kind of being like, when you go outside, try not to leave like a trail, right? Uh, be eco about it um, right so that was kind of the theme on that one and then for the fall box for last year the theme was um to good company and it was all about like hosting um a dinner for friends and family kind of like a thanksgiving i love that idea yeah so it was like a thanksgiving style theme kind of like coming together for the last harvest um and then there was the winter box which was uh the theme was called um sorry, I'm busy. And it was all about like taking care of yourself, taking time for uh, just you, maybe have like little gifts for yourself during the holidays. Um, so yeah, and it, it, there's everything from like candles to, um, we, we had like a toque in that one from a local, <laughs> of yeah, like a local knitter who uh, knitted, knitted us some toques to put in there. Um, yeah, the items just really vary. There's so much talent and just awesome people in this community that are doing everything from like soaps and candles to toques and scarves to um I don't even know like the themes are just there's so many things that we can play with and highlight and support that we just have I just have fun coming up with all the themes and I love that you're tapping into that because uh, Waterloo region nowadays is known as sort of this um northern Silicon Valley this tech mm -hmm. capital or triangle um but we have a lot of artists and I think in our roots there was a lot more art than um, people even really realized especially when you kind of feed into the fact that we're surrounded by St. Jacobs and, and, and all of those like little areas where there's tons of art coming into the area from there. Um, so Absolutely. it's great that you're kind of giving, you know, artists um, the voice and, and, and a way to kind of reach out to the community. Yeah, that's actually the thing that I enjoyed the most. So one thing that we do at Quarterly is when we send out a box, we also send out like a survey that says, hey, this is all the stuff that you got in it. What did you think of it? And then all the feedback that we get back, get back, good or bad, I actually send it back to the vendors and I say, hey, this is what everybody thought about it. Um, 
And then most of the time, it's just people that say like, hey, I never knew this thing existed. I'm really happy that I got it. Or I'm glad that I got introduced to this product. Uh, they found a new customer from me or whatever. Oh, so that's great. That's the kind of stuff that I'm like, yeah, it's working. Is that why you did this was to provide a new kind of lead source or client yes. source for artists? Or are you an artist? How did, uh, no. how did that even happen? So my day job is a software developer. So going back into <laughs> so you're the... just trying to break out of exactly what you do nine to five. <laughs> well, it was interesting because I still really enjoy my, my full-time job right now. I do enjoy being a developer and doing that. But this just stemmed from something of like, I want to try it and I want to do it. And it was something that I wish kind of existed when I first moved here because I'm originally from Ottawa. Um, mm. And I would have loved to just have a box that like showed me what like talent and um things like existed the in the area welcome wagon yeah that's the wagon yeah that's what i keep hearing that there used to be this like welcome wagon box it doesn't exist anymore but i'm like Not oh really. that is kind of what i'm doing yeah that's so cool yeah so it's like a modern day welcome wagon because welcome wagon kind dates of. back to i don't know how how long they've been around but it's been a long time so this is kind of a modern spin on that which is very cool exactly yeah so how do you meet the artist then? How do you choose? Like if I was an artist, um, how would I get into your box? Like how would I do that? And do I have to be able to produce, mass produce my items or, you know, what numbers are you looking at? And um, Yeah. So nowadays I meet everybody on Zoom because... <laughs> COVID. Um, but <laughs> it, it really depends. So I have um, a separate vendor newsletter that I um, tell vendors and businesses to sign up for when I first meet them, um, especially if I don't really know like what the themes are going to be. I just say, hey, like sign up for the newsletter. Um, and then if I come up with any ideas, I'll, I'll send out like a blast being like, hey, this is the fall theme I'm thinking about. Do you think your product fits? Yes, no. Um, or this is what I'm looking for. If you think that your product fits in this in a way that I don't really know, like, let's talk, let's have a conversation. Um, other times that must like, be uh, a lot of back and forth depending on how big your your list of artists is sometimes um and then sometimes yeah it's a matter of like hey sorry someone got here before you but like i've written your name down and i'm thinking about you or whatever um other times i'll actually go out and i'll search for people like um for this particular box um i had an idea to put um a gift card for um a particular store a store in there so i had reached out to them and i'm like hey do you want to be in it um because I really think that like you fit the theme or whatever um but yeah it really depends and then in terms of like numbers we're still like really flexible with things because we're dealing with local vendors um our numbers can really fluctuate like sometimes right. you know if we're putting things like soaps and candles in that like sure like we could do like a bunch more boxes because they just kind of like set it and forget it but um, toques and but like people, it, right exactly so like when we have when we have like knitters or quilters or what have you in there where their throughput is a little bit lower then our boxes become a little bit more exclusive and that there we're only able to do like 40 boxes this time around or you know so yeah our numbers really fluctuate right and do you have a goal like do you want it to be more boxes or do you are you happy with sometimes it's exclusive because that's that's what you got to do yeah. what is your goal in, in all of this I don't know so <laughs> like obviously everybody wants to see their like empire grow um mm -hmm. but right now like I 
if that happens, like I would have to end up in a scenario where I'm going to have to pick, like, do I do this full time? Because once you start hitting like the hundreds of boxes, uh, that becomes a full time thing. Like right, right now, it's just myself packing these boxes. And if I need help from time to time, I can ask my friends to come help um, pack some boxes with just me. Just add some, add some champagne or something. Right. Yeah. Like you'll get some free, make some it free like pizza. A yeah. Party. <laughs> pizza party. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I would love to do like way more boxes right now. Everything is kind of like scheduled and limited and exclusive in the sense where, um, subscription spots will only, I only allow like certain subscription spots. And then from there on, everything is purchased like on a per box basis. And then if I feel like we can do a bit more. So that it's still open to the public, you mean, to a certain degree? To a certain degree. So there are people who have subscribed and they've subscribed to receive every box for the year because, um, they love the boxes so much well, exactly, and yeah. they want to support a uh, local. Um, and then there's people who, you know, are still on the fence and might still want to try it out, but don't want to commit to like a yearly subscription. So, um, they can buy the boxes on a per box basis. Uh, but like on that case, like we always, I always make sure that there's obviously enough for the subscribers and then anything we can make extra is what's going to be like on the per box basis. So right. I'm slowly like increasing the subscription limit each time. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm still kind of trying to find that sweet spot of like, what's a number that all vendors can hit. And that's tough. Like, have you ever done um, where um, maybe the toque person can only do 20, but then you have a quilt person that can fill up the rest, the other 20 of the 40 boxes. Have you ever mixed and matched or is it always the same box for everybody? So far it's been the same vendors in each one. Um, that's definitely something that I've thought about, but with subscription boxes, you try to keep things like the same for everybody so that everybody has the same experience. And that's something that I'm, I'm trying to maintain. Uh, yeah, but who knows, great. like if we end up in that point where, you know, because you want to so- let the artist stay small. You don't want to, you know, you're not going to, well, I mean, you might, but you're not really, your goal is not to go to Michael's and get, you know, 200 items of something. You're kind of looking for artisans who handmade type, right. you know, all of the items. So you want to get big, but you don't want to get big. You want to allow the artist to stay small while your business also grows. Yeah, it's real. It's kind of a weird business model. <laughs> it's a very cool one, though. I love it, and I think there's such a need for that. Um, I love that somebody took the time to do it because I can only imagine that there's a lot of scouting, a lot of back and forth, a lot of um, just trying to organize all of those variables. Because it, you're right, every artist is different, and how much they can produce and what theme they could fit into, um, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's fun. You you said it's just a a side hustle. So you just, you know, like emails and and stuff on the weekends or? Yeah. So basically I set up like a time in my day where I'll be like, all right, this is the day where I go and I look at things. Um, It's very important for me to like make sure that my day job isn't creeping into my um, hobby time because I'm obviously supposed to be on the clock nine to five on my regular job. And now that you're probably, um, are you working from home with COVID? Yes, yes. Okay, so you really have to be disciplined now. (laughs) So I actually have like two different rooms that I'm working out of. So it actually makes things a little bit better. So this is my like quarterly room. And then I have like my other room where I have my like work laptop. So I'm not not tempted to like come in this room and be like, I wonder what emails I have. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. You're very self-disciplined. But then you're a coder. So it totally makes sense. 
yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so uh, when did this start? It's fairly recent. It's fairly recent. I started uh, basically January of last year. So it was kind of like a brainchild in like December, well, November of 2018. Okay. And then it officially started becoming a thing where I couldn't let go of the idea. And I'm like, I have to do this. Like, I need to see if this is like legit a thing. And I started doing my research and talking to vendors and going to markets and seeing like what it was like for them and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then, so that was like January, February. And I was like making the website, trying to figure out like branding and all the stuff that I didn't really like think about until people were bringing it up to me. And I was like, oh yeah, maybe I should have a logo and all those things. All right. Cause you thought, <laughs> well, I'll build this great idea, but then you're like, oh wait, I'm Yeah. All, all of these things to, like, started being like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but luckily I had friends that were like really good with that stuff and kind of like helped steer me in the right direction. So, and your website um, is nice. Did you do that yourself? Yeah, that's the, that was one of the pros of being, a having some tech skills. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. It's really nice. It's to the point. It shows off what you do. It's great. Yeah. I had, yeah. They went, it went through like a couple of reviews where it'd be like, guys, look at this website I made. Please just bash it and tell me what's yeah, wrong with it. Brutal truth. Brutal yeah, truth. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I had a friend help me with like the logo and designs. Like she's super talented with that kind of stuff. Um, I kind of like gave her, when I looked back, actually, I was looking at my old folders to see like what my personal designs were. And I was like, oh no, how did she make <laughs> this out of what I showed her? Oh my God. I wish I'd known <laughs> that ahead of time. I would have made you bring it to the interview. <laughs> <laughs> she just like made everything look so like concise and like just polished. Professional um, and polished. Yeah. yeah. So she helped me out with that kind of stuff and like made me start thinking about things like branding and colors and logos and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, All the fun yeah. stuff. Well, fun, fun stuff fun if stuff. you're me, but you just <laughs> want, you just, you're in it for, for the, the mission, like the connecting artists with, with the humans in the community that need to know about them. Yeah. Uh, the fun part for me is definitely coming up with the themes and trying to pick items together. And they're great themes. Like, Thank you. You obviously have a creative mind, even though you're a coder, no offense. But, you know, usually it's like, right, (laughs) like left brain, right brain. It depends, I guess, what kind of coder you are. That's true. Um, I've always definitely been like creative in that kind of sense. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I I, I definitely enjoy doing this. Now, have you always been a bit entrepreneurial? Like when you were a kid, did you have a lemonade stand? Did you always know that you would make some money under your own name? Kind of. Like growing up, I always wanted to like own my own something I always wanted to like that was kind of like a goal I always imagined myself being the boss of something or like a manager even I just wanted to have something that I knew inside and out and it was mine it had Um, your stamp on it it had my stamp on it so um now obviously COVID hit right around the time that your spring box would have gone out so yeah the spring box came out like right before the state of emergency stuff happened great timing but you know one thing that kind of sucked was that it was kind of bound to happen with how things ended up with covid but one thing that like comes with the boxes is sometimes you like to advertise like cool events that are happening in town and like they all got canceled um and it was unfortunate because in the spring box um the Grand Grand River Film Festival, which is like this amazing festival that happens every year here in town, uh, like 
um, gave us some passes and it was so amazing. And then unfortunately, this is like the first year that they've had to cancel in a long time. So that was yeah. kind of a bummer. Yeah, because I actually yeah. saw that sometimes you send out tickets, tickets to items to, yeah, exactly. to local events in the box, which I think is the coolest idea ever. Yeah, so that one was kind of a bummer because um, people weren't able to enjoy that. And like, obviously, it sucks for Grand River Film Festival, too. But it, it they went out, but I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, there's only I'm sure they knew, right? The yeah. whole world. It was a totally different set of rules. Yeah, but um, I think people still enjoyed it. And obviously, people were still very understanding of the situation. And at the time, nobody really knew that it was going to be August and this was still going to happen. So No, we're like one month, two yeah, months Yeah, let's tops. see, oh, maybe. We can do it. It'll be fine. <laughs> we, yeah, we hear that the, the, the virus doesn't really like the heat. So like, yeah. once July comes... I remember that gonna... rumor. That was, those were the good days. <laughs> the good old days. Um, so yeah, it didn't really like affect the boxes themselves, but the contents and the events kind of got um, canceled. But, you know. Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem to have slowed you down at all, which is great. No. And the fact that you only have to do this four times a year is also a very cool business model. So you have yeah. some separation and some planning time in between. That's what I thought, but it turns out that I'm constantly <laughs> working on this. So <laughs> and that might be because you can't, like when you get the bug and you, you're just something just, you know, flows for you, it's hard to stop. You find yourself just working on it because you love it. Well, that's the thing, right? Like sometimes inspiration strikes and you got you have to go with it or else it's gone, right? Um, especially with like theme ideas and constantly talking to vendors. Mm. Um, like I'm talking to vendors like three months into the next one because I need to make sure that... They need time uh, to make the items. Inventory oh and everything, God. exactly. So uh, like as one box is finishing up, I'm already like, I'm already in fall and winter mode right now even though my brain is like, no, summer, don't think about <laughs> snow yet. <laughs> right. Well, how long do artists need in general as like, I mean, if they have to make, you said, what is your smallest run? 40 boxes, you said? Uh, probably right now we're around like 30 is our smallest run. Okay. Yeah. So for an artist to do 30 items in a theme, um, how far in advance are you planning that? Uh, it, depends it really does like how um, long does they need to make 30 toques it, de it depends right so mm -hmm. um again like someone who's like a candle maker already has like a full stock and I just have to ask them and like sometimes they'll make me a fresh batch or sometimes I'll already have some uh, um in mm -hmm. the fall box little exclusive hint over here we're gonna have um like a jam in there so they already have like a bunch of jam ready to go so I just awesome. told them how much I needed and they just give it that's amazing. Um, but yeah, if I start deciding that the winter box theme should have like a knitted item, then I have to start working on that ASAP on um, contacting like vendors who can do that. So usually everybody's pretty good at having like at least three weeks notice to do like uh, output like a thir 30. Okay, uh, good. Right. And I try to give everybody at least that much uh, time. Like the conversation would have already started by that point. I would have already given them the low ball number. Um, and then we'll kind of like decide right now we're kind of in low numbers because it's like COVID. And um, for example, our summer box had a quilter in there and obviously all the fabric yeah. stores were closed. Oh <laughs> so we just have to work with the fabric that she had at home. <laughs> So obviously those numbers kind of affected so, how many boxes we could output. 
So she'll be sending out quilted face masks in the next one. <laughs> well, she's actually making <laughs> face masks right now, actually. Yeah, but for the for the summer box, we had snack bags on there. So she just made snack bags out of the the material she had available. And she's like, all right, if you want this many, this is the cloth I have available. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know what? That's seriously cool. I would love a, like uh, a handmade snack bag that was made by someone local. Because how kitschy is that? And yeah. where would you ever think to buy that? Right. And like yeah. the, the thing, too, with a lot of these vendors is that, like, these are people who are making quality products. They care about the stuff that they make. And if there's something wrong with it, they want people to come back to them and be like, hey, can I have another one? Because something happened with this one, if right. that ever happens. Versus, like, these mass-produced ones in the stores that, ha that come with all of these extra materials that you probably... Like, you know, when you see, like, eco products and they're wrapped in, like, plastic and you're like, why am I buying this? <laughs> I know. You know like, I know. Like organic stuff that's wrapped in a bag, which is then put in a plastic box. And <laughs> Right. Exactly. So, and honestly, a lot of the like mass produced stuff is just ripped off from vendors anyways. So that is so true. So when you started this entrepreneur question here, um, how did you market it? Did you just you know, hang your sign, hang your shingle and people came or did you spend money on advertising? Did you network? What did you do to um, get your first? And what was your run, your first run? Like, so the when I started, I was actually going to the um, Makers Collective, which is um, a meetup here in KW for makers and vendors um, to come and just talk about what it's like. Are you like, a maker? I'm not like, a maker, but I was going there. I was infiltrating and I was like uh, <laughs> talking. <spy. laughs> I was spying on them. Um, but it's just a place for people to come and like unwind and talk and socialize and network. Um, so I had started there to kind of do my interviews and see like, hey, mm -hmm. if somebody were to do this box, would you, what would you say about something like that? You know? Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of started there and then I kind of made friends in that circle. Um, and then when I was finally ready to launch, I actually like brought the box there and I was like, what do you guys think? And I got some feedback from it that way. Um, and then social media, I made friends with people who have lots of followers. Um, Smart. And was like, hey, if you don't mind, can we, can I give you like a free box and then you can post this thing for yeah, me? Yeah, do an unboxing or something yeah, like exactly. that, Yeah, right? exactly. So My Tech Wardrobe did that for me and she has like, I don't even know how many followers she has, but she was super cool about it. Um, awesome. And I also, that was the moment that I realized that social media actually, like, something comes out of it. <laughs> Other than just sucking up all your time. Just, like, then <laughs> people just posting things. I remember at that time, like, I only had, like, 100 followers. And by the time people, like, um, My Tech Wardrobe and Curated KW made, like, posts and stories about me, uh, I just saw that, like, I was getting all these followers all of a sudden, and I was like, what? This stuff really works. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's so So good. that's kind of how I started off, and then it was mostly word of mouth and um, getting people to talk about it and share. Um, I was actually going to... Um, there was like an event and sorry, I'm like blanking on the event name right now, but I had gone out and I was just talking to people and I'd had my box with me and I was Oh, like trying, a craft show or something. Kind of, craft yeah. shows would be perfect for you. Yeah. So I would like go and I would show the box to people and then people would ask questions and I would show, make sure they followed me on Instagram or whatever. Um, I did try to do a little bit of like the 
Instagram advertising stuff. I didn't really think that stuff worked, to be honest. Mm. Uh, at least not for me. Well, um, and it probably depends on what you did for an advertisement too, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of weird for me personally because like most of my clients are in this area, whereas mm. the targeted ad stuff I find works better if you want people worldwide to know about you. Um like, because I only really wanted clients in KW, I mm-hmm. found that, like, it was actually just better to network with people from the area than have to rely on, like, Facebook or Instagram ads to to make sure my ad is being shown in this area, if that makes sense. Right. Well, and Facebook is really good at targeting, um, geography, you know, geographically. Um, so you could definitely target just KW, um, area um, but you have to also then find okay how do I get people in KW that are interested in local artisans and like it's really all about not just the content of the ad so you know it has to be a fun ad probably a video ad and then you have to target right and you you know so there's lots of test marketing and and test and measure and all that kind of stuff yeah and you weren't looking for like a thousand people to buy boxes no (laughs) no so if you had advertised and you know say got 30 bookings in a week or two that's pretty much your season basically right now right yeah Yeah. um but right now too i'm kind of at the point now where even though we're making um like our boxes are steadily increasing um i kind of want it to be more important to highlight what's in the boxes on social media so like even though like a vendor was like let's say in like 30 boxes versus like the 40 that another vendor was in they still got the same kind of exposure that everybody else got through social media and their highlight posts and all that stuff so um so you're gonna add that as part of the services that you're providing to them Oh yeah, that's already part of it. Like we try to take nice pictures of things. We make sure that through the month or through the season, uh, we kind of stalk them on Instagram and make sure that we're posting anything (laughs) that they're posting. So if they have like a sale or something, we'll make sure to highlight it. If they have a new product, we'll make sure to like post about that as well. That's Um, pretty amazing. So we can stalk them. Are you reselling their items or are they donating their items? Um, it depends. Uh, so I try really hard to work with wholesale pricing. Um, I kind of have the motto where it's like, if it costs you money to make something, I'm going to pay you for it because I charge mm-hmm. for these boxes. Um, so the boxes retail for $45 and that $45 is kind of like split amongst how many vendors I can fit into the box. And we try to fit like around five vendors in each box. Right. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. if the item is like really expensive, um, like, uh, usually those are like donated to us like a lot of event tickets and stuff like that are donated um yeah it depends I try really hard to 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 pay for things that are made by like artists and vendors and makers if it's a service or something like that usually it's donated but yeah right right because there I mean there has to be um, something in it for you for all of the work that this takes there needs to be a profit margin for you so yeah. it needs to provide a surface a service but also um, profit at some point so have you reached that point yet where you're making money off of the boxes or is that still kind of um a goal um it depends 
Um, it depends on the seasons. Some mm. sometimes um, I get a little bit. Sometimes um, I decide to just like invest the the profit that I made from the other box in this box so that I could put another person in it. Or uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that's I don't how know. you know you love what you're doing. It's <laughs> not just about the money. It really isn't, and that's kind of the good thing of having like the full time job that I have right now is that this really is just like a labor of love right now. I'm not really gonna die if I don't make money off of these. Like I'm in the green with every box, but I'm at the point right now where I'd rather just keep investing in the boxes um, and maybe come up mm -hmm. with different ideas where I could profit a little bit more from it. But I really want these subscri subscription boxes to be about supporting local because um, that's what I think people are are getting when they buy these box. Like they bought a box and you just supported five people right there. You know, right? I mean? It's like a community, a community right. in a box, exactly. a community economy in a box. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And I really want, and I, I really want it to just be um, something where vendors feel comfortable with, not just kind of like, okay, you were already in this box, you can't be in it again or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's really a conversation. I want those relationships to continue. And um, of course. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. So no, I'm not really profiting, but um, it's okay to are... profit. Like, isn't yeah. it funny how when you say that, you almost feel like I gotta downplay this. Like, I'm not allowed to make profit. It seems wrong. It feels wrong, but it's it, not. You it can kinda... have you can have a labor of love and also make money from it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but it's definitely it's definitely something where that's not the goal right now. It right. probably should be, but like. Well, at some point it will need to be. Maybe. Otherwise you'll burn out and what will happen is the really cool idea will just die on the table. That's right? very true. If yeah. we ever get to the point where we're doing like hundreds of these, I definitely have to relook at my model for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but for now, like, I don't know. I like reinvesting in it. And I like that we're able to support so many people in like one box. So in the future, what do you, I mean, you said that, you know, it's kind of a labor of love right now. Um, what do you see like a year or two down the road? Do you think you'll kind of just keep going like this or you will let it organically grow and try to meet demand? Or do you want to keep it small? Uh, I think about this a lot. I think I definitely have to expand and I have ideas of, of things that I can do. One thing that's interesting is that when I first started this, I did a ton of research and I was like, does this exist? And the answer was no. But ever since COVID hit, there's like seven more of these types of things that have started popping up and people are looking in the local support. area or just yeah, in, in the local oh. area alone. Mm. Um, so now I'm like, okay, well, maybe I can start exploring different avenues if um, other people are also kind of trying to do this. So I think it's like opening up a little bit. Uh, and I think people are kind of realizing that everybody wants to support local if they can, right? Well, they probably saw your idea and went, oh my God, that's very cool. Let's do this. But maybe. for, you know, whatever topic it is that they specialize in, like right. beauty or health or whatever. Right. So I don't know, I, I have a bunch of ideas of things that I can add on on top of the subscription boxes. Uh, but it's just a matter of like time and do I have the time to do it, so. Well, and the thing too is um, what's kind of cool about yours is it's super simple. If you want a box, it's $45. Yeah. If you want a subscription and you're lucky enough to, you know, ask at a time when there's actually a spot for that, 
um, then it's it's forty two fifty or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's very simple, cut and cut and dry. You're not trying to make a gazillion dollars. I wouldn't change a thing. I would <laughs> I would maybe do more of them. But, you know, that's the I entrepreneur do. in me. I want to do I 250 do. Oh, my boxes. gosh. <laughs> I'm sure, like, all the soap makers and the candle makers are like, yes, I want yeah. you to do 200 boxes for me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they do. And then, of course, the toque makers are like, are you kidding me? <laughs> 250 hats? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, there's no real way to do that with um handmade artisans really they would have you would have to split it up so you get no. 20 boxes with tukes and 20 boxes with belts and and so on and so forth right yeah I think like I think the subscriptions are probably going to stay the same but eventually I will be branching out into different things like um I don't know just a different type of thing that still supports local but um in a more massive kind of way I guess right um but until then, I'm still just going to like stick with these boxes and have fun with them. Because um, like with every box too, I'm networking, right? Like with every box, yeah. I'm meeting vendors and I'm hearing their stories and I'm figuring out like what, what can work and what can't work, right? So Right. And that'll probably provide new opportunities within that space, you know, now and in the future for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just like the everybody who's been discovering it and like loving it is probably my biggest win right now is just anytime somebody gets it and loves it I'm just like yes you must be so proud <laughs> I'm super proud even though <laughs> awesome. I've made nothing in the box <laughs> Doesn't I'm, just matter. Like, I'm just like I'm so proud was I there any know. moments where you're like oh my god what was I thinking I think it's still too early for me to have said that there's like a massive failure. Like definitely when I look at my like early designs, probably. <laughs> we'll make you show your logo next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I probably still have like the old website and what it used to look like. Oh, but, that'd be um, hilarious. Have you ever heard of Wayback Machine? Oh yeah. Uh -huh. oh, it wasn't It wasn't online yet though. Oh, was, like, darn it. it. Yeah, it wasn't online. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I would, <laughs> I would so pull that up. <laughs> No, I, it wasn't published yet. Mm -hmm. um, definitely when we were doing the summer box, I definitely fell in the trap of getting ahead of myself, though. Because um, when I started this, I was just like, start small, let's grow organically. Which is smart um, when it's a side hustle. Right. I, like, I really wanted it to be like, what can you do and stick to it? Um, and there were, I definitely kind of felt to like a trap of being like how do I make this box the best box that ever was mm -hmm. a box and then um, mm -hmm. kind of went over budget on that one but I don't know if I would call it a, a a failure but it was definitely I fell into a trap on that one yeah thank god for credit cards <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know I think I haven't utterly failed yet no, it doesn't sound like it, which is so not normal for the first couple of years of entrepreneurship, really. But it's also I mean, really small scale, like... That's true. Um, yeah. There's I, not I, a I lot of room to fail for you. Yeah, I, I am trying to be really smart about organically growing and not, you know, getting more than I can do. Is that if someone was listening um, and you wanted uh, them to either contact you as an artist or contact you for a box, what would you tell them? Where do they uh, go? What do they click on? What social channels? So they can go on my website. Um, there's a contact page and you can um, contact me either as a vendor or it's quarterly.com. Um, there's a page 
right at the top that says contact and you can contact me either as a, a vendor or just like a general question um social media absolutely uh instagram uh you could either directly message me would you uh, say instagram sort of your home base i would say probably yes i think most of the people who have discovered me has been through instagram right um right. but yeah i don't know i'm pretty easy to contact uh, definitely the website's probably the easiest uh there's a specific vendor page um on the website too for people to check out and get um an idea of how things work well, you've been a, a fun interview and a very cool, it's a very cool product. I look forward to kind of watching as you either grow or just maintain and charge more or whatever it is you choose to do in your entrepreneur journey and just uh, support the local community, especially now, oh my God, after everyone's just suffering with, you Absolutely. know, trying to operate during pandemic and now post pandemic or at least phase three whatever you want to call it it's tragic it's absolutely tragic and I think that's again why we're seeing so many more of these local initiatives is because people are realizing that like hey your favorite place might not survive if you don't if you well, don't do something about that, it not only that the people that you deal with likely their bread and butter was craft shows and the craft shows stopped Dead. Absolutely. Yep. And I've seen a couple try to go online, but they did it really bad. They did mm. it not in, it was not an effective way of taking an event and putting it online. And so I don't think the crafters really got much from it, unfortunately. So, I mean, when you rely on that yeah, and it's gone. It's, yeah, yeah it's been, huh? it's been really tough for everybody for sure. Um, yeah. But, so you know, kind of we hope that where we can. Yeah, this is a little bright light and, and an alternative for them, so. Yes, exactly.